irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Welcome to All Things Therapy. I am Lisa Tahir, your host. I am a licensed clinical social worker practicing as an intuitive psychotherapist. I utilize EMDR in my practice as well as Reiki healing. I have offices in both Los Angeles and New Orleans. I am in New Orleans right now, and I do phone and Skype sessions with my clients remotely as well as in person or on location at your location. Pardon my voice today. I am recovering from a cold and it is not by accident as I don't believe in accidents that I have my guest on today who I'll introduce in a few moments because I'm going to ask her to help me with this. It's a bit of a struggle to talk and I'm sipping on ginger hot tea and water and pardon any difficulties in understanding me. But my guest today is Brandy Gilmore. She is an energy healer. She is a motivational speaker, a holistic practitioner, a life coach, and an author. And Brandy is able to connect her energy to the energy of her clients to figure out the vibrations that are going on in their body and causing whatever problem it might be that, that you have, be it physical pain, chronic pain, or an emotional disturbance. And I know personally about the power of her work. In November of 2014, I was given Rohypnol, or as it's familiar no, familiarly known, Roofied, at a five-star hotel and found unconscious with a concussion by the New Orleans Police Department, abandoned, robbed, no memory, completely just a horrible experience and and the resulting shame and kind of disability that I had emotionally, physically, mentally, I found it really hard to recover from, even though I am a trauma expert and healer myself, knowing that I had PTSD, acute PTSD from from a trauma, um, I found it hard to move on and, and feel happy again. And I worked with Brandy to connect to shame. I didn't realize I felt shame for being the victim of a crime. And she really helped me clear those negative thoughts that, that had me really down. So I am happy to bring her on. Let's welcome Brandy Gilmore. Hello. Hi, Lisa. How's it going? I'm well. I'm well. How are you? Fabulous, thank you. You know, I have to say, I just was listening to your introduction, and I think your level of authenticity and showing up and being willing to share your vulnerabilities is just incredible. You know, thank it's you. just a lot, a lot of people, especially in this work, are wanting to be perfect and are trying to, you know, portray themselves as being perfect. And I think that, you know, going through PTSD and, and some type of extreme traumatic event. Uh, makes it so there's times where people do need to reach out and and really get help from others. And I, I just, listening to you, I was just really uh, impressed at your level of, of authenticity and vulnerability to share your own story. So I didn't know you were going to do that. So Thank that's you. Impressive. You know, I feel Absolutely. I feel the same way about you that you have talked about and for our listeners, just how you came to energy healing and the work that you do, because you used to work in computers, troubleshooting, correct? Like you had a totally different life. <laughs> Completely different life. I would have actually never thought that I would be doing anything close to what I'm doing today. I was I was doing network engineering and operations and I actually I, I loved it. Yeah, troubleshooting all day. And yeah. Um, yeah. And then you it had a traumatic incident happen to you. So you've been very open and vulnerable too in, in your work. And when you speak and write, that has been impressive to me as well. So I don't know where you want to start with, with things today Thanks. and talking about your work. Thank you. You know, yes. it just, um, I, I guess, I guess probably with that, you know, I, I think that I found my, myself in a place where 
I needed to find the answers. And for, like you said, I went through a traumatic event, uh, was injured, and, and I never I never thought that I would be the type of person that was injured, you know, or ill. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I spent years um, with the majority of my time in bed, in bed on heavy medications, morphine, all different types of things. And I was literally going from one doctor to another, to another hospital, it just in and out of specialists, everything that I could find. I, it, even I went to like a um, high medical facility where you go in and there would be, you know, four or five, six doctors who would come in and they would all evaluate you and examine you and try to come up with a plan to try to get you better. Cause I just, I, I wouldn't give up. <laughs> it's like, I couldn't, there was nothing to, to give up to, you know, I just, um, I, I was literally in so much pain. I didn't want to eat or even breathe at times. Cause it just, the more I breathed or moved, it just, it hurt. And it just years like this, it just, it makes you get to a point where you're willing to go so far out of the box that you're yeah. willing to do anything to find the answers. And my analytical mind previously would never have even, would ever even consider it. I mean, I, right now I, I do healing with the mind and my thinking at that time was the absurdity of actually healing with the mind and how, how, like I have a real issue here, the serious issue, and there's nothing that the mind can really do for that. And right. and so, you know, and I but I did. I tried every supplement I could find, every diet and acupuncturist and reflexologist and just every everything that I could find. And I was so beyond frustrated and, and desperate. And so the the whole concept of looking at the mind felt very woo woo and esoteric and yeah and, and crazy to me at the time, you know? Well, I'm and, thinking you felt really alone and isolated, I'm imagining. And and for our listeners that, Brandy, you, you experienced a traumatic in, injury that landed you in a wheelchair and unable to walk, correct? And that's why you were taking all the morphine, Norco, 24 hours a day, which I know makes people sick. It makes it hard to eat, hard to sleep. Your wheelchair was just kind of to get around to doctor's appointments. It, it, you know, your quality of life, as I imagine, it went to a really low point from where you were at, I think, age 22. A am I accurate? Uh, yeah, actually, was it 22, 23? 23, um, yeah, young. Yeah, young. So, but, I, you know, I had started everything early. So I, like, I bought my first, I graduated high school early. So my high school paid for me to go to college instead of just graduating. So then yeah. I was going to college and then I ended up getting into the network engineering really quick, bought my first house at 19 wow. and I've always been like an over, overachiever. And, okay. and I would say you're very, very right in saying it was, it was very alone being injured. I mean, I was so uh, prideful that I didn't want anybody to see me the way I was. So wow. I had a limited amount of company and, you know, I had a, a, medical assistants that would come to my house and I had a few close friends that really helped me out tremendously and my brother just like a few people were really 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 there for me but for the most part um, I wasn't in the best mood and I didn't want to be inconsiderate to somebody else so unless I was really needing something I just kind of just isolated myself okay and and I mean I imagine you were really depressed you know, <laughs> the funny thing is, is I would tell people I'm not depressed. I have a freaking problem. <laughs> so right. I didn't ever like I didn't want to ever classify myself as being depressed. Uh, to me, I wasn't depressed. They wanted to put me on antidepressant. I'm like, I'm not depressed. I have a problem that I need to fix. <laughs> like, That's that troubleshooting network and engineer coming out. You know, like, like you said in the beginning when we started that everything happens for a reason. Yeah. My my Ill illness had to do with my nervous system. So I had um, CRPS, which is complex regional pain syndrome, uh, which is kind of where like the nervous system is inflamed and, and on fire, pretty much is what it feels wow, like. Wow, yeah. And, and so my whole, like my whole body hurt. And I also had fractures and stuff in my spine and um, spondylosis and a few other um, diagnoses. But the nervous system, which is really funny because it's like the communication system through the oh body. God. It is. And, and what I did when I did network engineering and operations was I was troubleshooting networks. Wow. And so, 
right? So how <laughs> so did you start like, to make hey, that shift? Wow, I see it. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, at first, you know, the, the whole um, concept of the medical community, I had been, I, I, I had been from very conventional way of thinking. You know, if you had a cold or something, a moderate cold, you might take vitamin C. If you had something serious, only the doctor could fix it. And so, um, and, and so that was my whole thinking at the time. And, and the whole, anything about the medical community all felt very complex to me. I, it just felt overwhelming. And my body, yeah. you know, I didn't understand my body and all these big words and, and all of that. So I, I kind of was overwhelmed by it. But when I started to reframe it in my mind and say, okay, okay this is my nervous system. I've been troubleshooting networks for a long period of time and I'm really good at it. And I was, I was known for figuring out issues that nobody else seemed to be able to figure out in the company. And I worked for a very, very large uh, global company. Okay. And so, so I was like, all right. And so I started like, you know, that's when I started like figuring out and going like researching holistic, getting into actually taking some online classes to figure things out. Um, and the medical terminology started reading medical books for <laughs> days and years on end. Yeah. And, and that's when I was just like, look, if I can just reframe this, and you probably know this in your own work, but we get overwhelmed by things when they seem bigger than us. Yes, And we so do. I got to a point, to, absolutely, absolutely. So I got to a point where I said, okay, so I associated it with something that I did know. And when I started to do that, I thought, okay, well, maybe I can figure this out. And then also I, I, the, the concept of the placebo um, okay. It kept coming up. Okay. And so I was like, okay, got to figure this out. So all your energy you know? started to shift to how can you figure this out? And, and instead of relying on, it sounds like the medical community that didn't know how to treat you, um, that you started to really take this into your own hands. And it sounds like step by step, I see like something evolving, like something evolving in your own healing. Absolutely. And, you know, I didn't necessarily, I, I was open to the answer for wherever it came from. So I was still on all these medications. I was going in for nerve ablations um, very frequently. So going to the hospital, they burn off the nerve endings. Um, and, and so I, I was open for everything and anything. It just, yeah. um, and so I, I continued with any treatment available. I was open to it. And and so it wasn't necessarily that I took it in my own hands and just said, okay, you know, I'm going to leave you guys because I, I didn't care. Like, yeah, I had an ego aside, whatever, yeah. wherever the answer was going to come. If it was going to come from a plant in Africa, I was willing to accept that. Sure. You know? So and, you're looking at your nervous um, system, immune system, supplementation, nutrition. Everything. Every, yes, every, everything. Uh, I think what, what also really got me in the direction of the looking at the placebo was that I, you know, I had been playing in bed for years and in extreme amount of pain and on all these medications. And this team of doctors, I told you went in and there would be this team of doctors that would try to come up with something. Yeah. And I had been laying there like researching new medical procedures in like Israel or Mexico or, you know, anywhere. <laughs> Right. And um, because I, I actually, through the research process, came to the awareness that the U.S. medical system isn't actually ranked anywhere near number one. So I started looking in the countries that were closer to number one, trying to figure out, Interesting. you know, what they were doing. Isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I didn't. Wow. This is blowing my mind. You, know, you, you want to know the crazy thing? What? It's even before that I, before I was injured. Back in the year 2000, early 2000, 2001, 2002, somewhere in there, it was projected that chronic illness would continue to increase for the next 30 years. Wow. And so far, we're about halfway through that projection. Okay. It's rapidly still increasing. It's like, what? it's like nobody's paying attention to where we're really headed. Like, not only that, but literally, I mean... Um, Medical spending has gone, first off, we spend multiple, several times over what any other country spends in healthcare. We're not anywhere near number one. 
Our numbers are going the exact opposite way, even though we're spending more. And I want to say that medical spending was somewhere around like $1.5 trillion back in the early 2000s. Okay. And right now, we're about $4 trillion a year. Unbelievable. And we're projected to reach about $5 trillion in the next couple of years. We are not taking care yeah. of ourselves. Wow. Yeah. And even on an economic note, I mean, now that we have Obamacare and everybody's, you know, paying for healthcare the way that they are, I mean, what is that? What's where? Where are we headed? And why? Why aren't we doing something different? You know. So I know in your work you talk about the presenting problem containing a message, you know, something to tune into. So clearly, globally, I mean, in our country, there's a message to tune into. So. So you're researching all this, you're seeing all this. So how did you, how did you start feeling better or what happens like for you to walk and then for you to heal and treat others? You know, I, I, I started just, I, I started really just looking at the placebo and going, okay, how does it, how does it work? And that's when I started getting really serious about the mind because uh, that group of doctors actually that I had been going to because they ran out of any other possibilities. Um, and I, and I wouldn't give up. I, I like, literally I would be in tears begging, like I wouldn't leave the office until they gave me something to do and wow. a referral or something. Like I would just, <laughs> I would just be choking back my tears, just saying, I need, I needed hope. If I didn't have hope, I found that I would, uh, it, it was, it was not, <laughs> this is not good. Yeah. I, no, it's um, not good. It wasn't, it was, I, it would put me in a really bad place. And, yeah. um, and, and a couple of times I went there and it was just, it was dark. It was very yes. dark. And so I knew that I needed to keep hope. So I always left with something. And so they, they, um, there was a trial study that was taking place. And so they said that I could be a part of it. And I, and I was stoked. I mean, cause I had spent oh, I all bet. this time researching. Oh yeah. Like I had spent all this time researching different um, different, you know, trial experience and new procedures in different countries. And I thought to myself, oh my God, like, this is it. This is exactly the way I knew it was going to happen. Like somebody would find something new and I would get my whole life back. Yeah. And, and I was just stoked. And so I went in and, you know, the nurse is all hooking me up to equipment to monitor my vitals and get me prepared for this procedure. So I'm in the you know, in the gown, on the gurney, all this stuff. Yeah. And the doctor comes in. And, and I'm just like, honestly, I'm like, my heart is racing. I'm like, I'm thinking I about bet. all the things that I want to do and what, what, like, what my life is going to be like when I get it back and everything that I want to, like, everything that I haven't done, you know, and I want to go do. And he comes in and he looks at me and he says, Miss Gilmore, I'd love to be able to help you, but we don't expect you to get better. You can't be a part of the study. What? All hope, all hope. Like, I I can't even imagine. What did you say? You know, in in truth, I I actually don't even remember leaving the hospital. I bet. I don't remember leaving the hospital. I don't remember what happened the next few days. The next memory that I do have is I was laying in my bed in extreme amount of pain, and I didn't even want to open my eyes. I mean, I felt like, what is the point? Right. And then, and then I thought I got to get myself like, I, 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 I can't go there. Like I, like I can't go there. I need to figure this out. And so in my mind, I started thinking, okay, I, what else can I do? And up until this trial experiment, yeah, I had been thinking to myself, please don't get the placebo. Please don't get the placebo. I want the real treatment. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and can and you then, tell our listeners what a placebo is, in case anyone doesn't know? A, a placebo is basically, I mean, it's um, it's like a sugar pill or a fake medication that has actually been proven to show results. So anytime that somebody, um, anytime a prescription comes out, uh, what they do is they'll test it to the placebo. So they'll take a group that's actually on the medication and that's taking the medication. And then I'll take a group also that is on fake medication. So a placebo. Yeah, and then that's the placebo and, medication. Yes. Yeah. And they compare the results because placebo is known, oh, like has been known 
always to have really high results. So anytime a medication comes out, it's got to prove that it, that it, um, it's doing that, something that is doing something. Exactly. And so they always test it against the placebo and placebo. I mean, there are some studies that show placebo as far as, as far as 80%, um, <laughs> recovery results and, and Alzheimer's people, there's so many different, um, results from just a placebo. Yeah. So you started tuning into that, the placebo, and if it can work to heal people, then what can I do for myself? Exactly. I mean, at first I thought, okay, how can I trick my doctor? How can I talk my doctor into tricking me into a placebo? Because my primary care, he, he loves me and wanted to do anything he could for me. And so I was like, yeah. okay, could I adjust it? It's like, which obviously is, is a bit silly to plan him to trick me into taking a placebo, but Either way, I was I was reaching for answers, and that's when I thought, you know, more rationally, and I thought, okay, let me figure out what it is in the mind that's actually causing these results, and okay. let me start implementing that. So what and, did you do? Yeah. So what I started realizing is, like, is that how powerful the mind really is in healing. I mean, I started reading things like, up to, what is it, 85% or 80% of amputees still have pain at some point. And they feel that phantom and limb thought, even as if they still had that body part. Exactly. So I thought, yeah. you know, if I, if I could amputate my whole body and still have pain potentially. So, and so I started looking, you know, at, at emotion. To me, it, it seems so logical now. Uh, yeah. But our emotions really affect our body. And it's at such a profound level. I mean, some people will ask me, you know, really, how much can the emotions really affect the physical body? Well, if we think about it, uh, have you ever heard before that an infant that doesn't get enough love can actually die? Yes. Yes, they do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And have you ever heard before that seniors whose spouse dies, have a much higher rate of death following their loss. Exactly. Because the they don't... Effect. Yes. Yeah. So I thought, okay, if emotions can actually affect us to the point of death, then it's obviously they can have, you know, a profound impact on our health. You know, and then if you even yeah. take a simple note, um, you know, if somebody's embarrassed, their face turns red. Exactly. Or if somebody's speaking in front of people, they can get an upset, nervous stomach or high blood pressure or um, stress. I mean, stress or even sexual thoughts create a sexual physical response. Yes. You know, in the body. And so if, absolutely. So if we know that emotions can affect even our daily life as far as embarrassed or nervous stomach or, or even you've heard people say, Oh my God, like that stresses me out. And I have this feeling in my gut or I have this lump in my throat. All that. Yeah. Yeah. So you started to like, okay, take that and then connect it to you and where you were in this wheelchair. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And coming out of it, 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 yes, I mean it took me a, a, a bit to figure it out, but yeah, I started I started clearing emotional um, traumas from my subconscious mind that like I, that I didn't even realize were really affecting me. Wow. I mean, if if I thought about the stuff, it bothered me, so I just didn't think about it. <laughs> yeah, <You know? laughs> like a lot of people do. Absolutely, absolutely. And the brilliant thing is, is when we start to look at these emotions 
in our subconscious mind, like our emotions help create our life. I mean, they affect our level of happiness. Or we've heard of people, you know, attracting the same type of man or the same type of woman. You probably see that a lot in your practice where people have patterns of dating the raw, (laughs) right? Because unresolved, unresolved issues, you know, cause us to to recreate the same situation, the same feelings, but with a new person. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or there's the stereotypical woman who, you know, she had an abusive father and leaves him and, you know, finally gets away and finds an abusive husband and leaves him and then finds the boy. Like, it's just, it's the pattern. And so that's, you mentioned the gift a minute ago. And that was, that's the brilliant part is that when I started looking at these, emotions that were trapped in the subconscious mind and I started releasing them it also didn't just change my health um, it changed my entire life you know it started different patterns of what was showing up changed yeah from my relationships to finances to happiness to everything (laughs) Everything. that's amazing yes it's it's incredible and, you know, it's, it's, um, it's so funny because a lot of times, you know, even if, if we think about it from a logical sense, you know, we know that our subconscious mind affects our breathing or like we don't have to think about breathing. We right. It's automatic. About making our heart. Absolutely. And that is all in the subconscious mind. Mm, I like to call is. the subconscious mind the subconscious closet. Because we also store everything in there. And so what happens also is that, like, if you can think back to when you were 15 and there was a traumatic event and you can still remember how it feels. Yes. It's, it's still there. Wow. Yeah, it is. You know? Absolutely. Which is, I'm sure, what you do and when working with people is... is uh, you know, is helping to them release, release that, that trauma. It is. It is. Absolutely. And, and we're, go ahead. No, I, I was going to ask you, and I don't know if it's, this is the right time for the question, but I, I'm curious at some point for you to speak to how how you released for good, you know, those patterns for yourself, and then how you assist your clients in doing that so they can truly heal. Um, you know, I would say first and foremost, I look at the specific emotion or energy that's going on and, and then work to change it. So for everybody, it's, it's a little bit uh, different, okay. but it, it really depends on what it is. Just like if, if it's short-term or if it's long-term or um, I, I guess um, sometimes it's, it's just through a new level of awareness. Yeah. And, um, and sometimes it's, I mean, there, there are key things that I do that help people really transform really quick. Okay. Um, I would say that one thing that helps people a lot, because ultimately when I work with people, my goal is to empower them so they know how to work uh, so they know how to work with their emotions and they feel stronger because of it and they feel, um, and they feel lifted. And so a, a lot of times I give people tools to help them change it. Okay. Or I walk them through steps of changing it. But, um, you know, if, if we need it first and foremost, if we need it to be absolutely perfect and have every emotional event, uh, ever brought up released, I mean, <laughs> We would, you know, it's life is a growing process. It you know? is so in a journey. It is, it is, and each each one, as long as you're following the journey well, it's like continuing to go up the steps of growth. You, um, you create that change. I would say, um, as far as steps go, one of the one of the first things that I have people do is definitely identify what the block is, what the problem is, and where okay. it started. And also where it shows up in the present. Okay. So you do that um, with know, them in, in the session with, with your clients. Absolutely. And maybe the best way to first do it to give kind of a, a better example or a better uh, sense of understanding uh, would actually be to address the sore throat 
that you're working with right now, the cold that you Please, I'd having. love that. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. So here we go. All right. So uh, as far as your sore throat currently right now, what's the level? Zero to 10? <laughs> it It's... I would say the pain in this second is about at a five, but it's the inability to speak. That's a bit more difficult right now. Um, like my, with my voice cracking. Okay. And let me see which one your body. So, um, and I didn't mention this, but one of the other things is that in going through my injury, um, I developed an extreme hypersensitivity to energy. So I can, so I can feel your energy from your body. And I'm going to tap yeah. into that, but it's, it's like, um, you've heard before that a dog can sense fear, right? Yes. Okay. So it's, it's kind of like that or, um, what the medical community would call mirror touch synesthesia where one person can feel what another person's feeling or mm-hmm. even quantum physics would call it quantum entanglement where, quantum, you know, the yes. energies connect. Yes. So, um, uh, so then I'm just going to check into your body real quick. Sure. Yeah, and you feel like you've got a lot going on lately. <laughs> I do have a lot going uh, on. <laughs> yeah, so it feels like uh, kind of like um, Django. Yeah, um, it feels. Yeah, are you? Is your schedule? Has your schedule been a little bit overwhelming lately? It is. I, I'm moving to Los Angeles next Wednesday, and you know I've been between New oh, Orleans yay. and Los Angeles. Thank you for 19 months, and I've taken on. I have a mortgage here in New Orleans. I've taken on another property, so kind of like a second mortgage in Los Angeles, and I'm very excited. But some fear has come up around that, though I know this is the right thing and the right time to do. So there's been a lot to prepare to transition my practice. Um, you know, and my living, my cats to Los Angeles. So yes, I felt pretty overwhelmed. So it's good stress. You know, it's still, (laughs) I'm experiencing it it physiologically as stress, you know, though it's positive. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And first off, I have to say a huge congratulations on that. Like that's that's awesome. And not only that, but yeah. And just listening to your uh, intuition and having the courage to really follow through. Because I know, I know what it takes to, to, to go, okay, I'm ready. And then a lot of people, they get to that place and they're like, oh, you know, I'm going to delay this a little bit longer. They don't have the right. courage to follow through. Thank you. Right? Yes. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. So that's awesome. Um, here we go. And uh, it's a bingo. And uh, out of curiosity, by the way, where is, uh, where is your practice out here? It is on Venice Boulevard in Mar Vista, uh, kind of near right. Santa Venice Monica. Boulevard. Where is that? It's uh, nice. So it's in Santa Monica or Venice? It's in it's in Mar Vista, but bordering Vista. you know Santa Monica and Venice. I'm three miles from the beach on Venice Boulevard at Oasis Healing Center. Oh, it's a great beautiful. area. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Um, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. Uh, just for a moment, could you take a moment to appreciate yourself? Hmm. Sure. And can you take a moment to just for a moment, like you said, it's all positive stress. Uh, just for the moment, could you feel the feeling of excitement? Yes. It's like, I can't, I can't believe now, it. I can't even believe it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Now, if you look at everything that's going on in your life, which part of it would you like to have go away? I, the worry. Worry. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and if you think about it, um, and before, have you made, like even when you bought your house uh, and you first bought your house, were you worried? I was. And how'd that work out for you? Great. It's been amazing. (laughs) Okay. So can you just for a moment, look, look at a few things that you know that you, you've been coming to LA for what, 19 months, you said? 19 months. Yes. Okay. So it's been growing and growing and growing, right? It has. 
Okay. So, um, so just for a moment, could you feel the feeling of positive expectation? Yes, I do. Okay. And uh, knowing that success breeds success and failure breeds more failure, so our emotions breed more of the same, do you want to put in worry or do you want to put in, I've got this and I'm confident? No, I've got this. I feel something even lifting just hearing you say these things. Beautiful. And even right now, what's the level in your throat? Zero to 10. I would say pain is zero. And my head feels clearer. Nice. My head's been a little foggy. So I feel like literally something kind of lifting and more clarity. Like I can see. Like this is good. I, I can do this. Yes. Okay. And the more confident we feel, the, and the more we feel like we can do it, just like when I said, you know, when I started shifting and reframing the way I was looking at things, it helped me to get more confidence and more follow through and more um, be able to ha- wrap my head around the issue better uh, as far as my right. own issue. Yes. And any anytime we can get more confident and, and feel stronger and more empowered over a subject, um, then we can do that. Okay. Um, let's see. All right. So as far as your voice, and by the way, awesome, awesome, awesome job in shifting that. And Thank so you'll you. want to reinforce absolutely freaking rock star. <laughs> um, and, and if you look, I mean, your, your level of pain just went from a five to a zero yeah. by just shifting that. Okay. So let's talk about your voice for a moment. Um, bingo. Um, yes. Okay. Bingo. Okay. So there's someone that you're a bit frustrated with. Do you know who that is? I do. Okay. So what your voice is wanting to do is uh, there's a part of you that wants to uh, kind of say some negative things towards this person. Okay. Right. But because you're always very professional and you're, you're, you're you know, you're, you're not on that level. Absolutely. Um, what you're also wanting to do is you're also wanting to hold yourself back. And so the part that's wanting to hold yourself back is the one that's making your voice not want to talk. Uh. Um, so kind of like this, if I knew that I was going to, um, if, if I knew that I was going to eat something that was bad food and all of a sudden, like, my body was trying to stop me and was trying to get rid of it, or, like, vomiting, where your body gets rid of, like, negative food or something like that, your body wants to keep you from saying any negative things and you're wanting to hold back. And so that feeling of, of holding back is what's taking your voice. So, um, Okay. Here we go. So what I'd like for you to do is I want you to, um, let me see, one second. Just going to look at the energy patterns, and let's do this. Uh, Can you look at that person? Yeah. Or think of that person, and can you think of two things that you appreciate about that person? Oh, yeah, very much. And just for a moment, can you take it in? Sure. Okay. And would you say that person is intentionally trying to be cause you some harm or be mean to you or be difficult or be irritating or any of that? I don't think so. Okay. And would you say, like a lot of people, they operate from an unconscious level. They don't realize yes. how they're... Um, okay. And just for a moment... Um, Kind of like this. We're going to reframe it for a moment. We'll come back. Uh, if you picture a two-year-old laying down and throwing a tantrum, <laughs> yeah, is, <laughs> is the two-year-old doing it to piss you off? No, they're doing it because that's all they know how to do. They don't know how to exactly. soothe themselves so or get better. Yeah. Exactly. So they're in all of this emotion. Okay. So can you realize just for a moment that this particular person is in the middle of all of their emotions? Yes. It's all they know how to do. Mm-hmm. And just for a moment, could you look at them with compassion? And could you also appreciate yourself for not wanting to say negative things to this person? Yes. I would not want to hurt this and, person like that. Yes. 
Absolutely. And can you look at the part of you that, that is a human being and does want to say some negative things to this person? Sure. And would you be willing to let that part go? Yeah. Yes. <sighs> okay. So if you look at those, at the part of you that wants to say negative things, Kind of like this. Whenever we say something negative to get somebody back, then they want to say something negative to get something back. and It, it, it never resolves. Right? Yeah, it never heals. No. Or, or, yeah. Okay. And, and you know, I mean, just you know that there's much better ways of handling it than saying something negative to them, right? Absolutely. Perfect. So in your mind, can you think of one other way that you could deal with this in a more positive way? And maybe it's giving the person a little bit of time to deal with their emotions or to get less emotional to, um, to be able to then rationalize with them in a, in a, in a normal way. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Or maybe it's some other ways. I know you're a therapist. You have a lot of tools in your toolbox, so to speak. So, uh, and just for a moment, can you realize that handling it, as you know, handling a different way is going to get you the results that you want instead of if you say something mean, then, you know, then it's going to escalate and it's not going to end the way you want it to go. Right. Definitely. Yes. Yes. I definitely believe responding out of love instead of fear, anger is the way to proceed. Okay, great. And uh, so what I want you to do is can you find, actually we're going to do this thing up. Can you picture the number one, in front of that person's face. Okay. And can you picture the number two that's blue in front of their sure. face? Yeah. And the number three that's green and striped in yeah. front of their face? Okay. And the number four that's made out of lavender, so you can actually smell the lavender and see the purple? Yes. Okay. And can you find the part of you inside that's feeling hurt? Yeah. And if you look at the part of you that's feeling hurt, um, can you see how you're taking this very personally? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. And if I told you that I was going to walk around and operate from a place of being hurt, how well is that going to go? It's not. You'll, you'd absorb every little thing, you know, that, that touched on totally. hurt. Exactly. Not only that, but hurt would bring more hurt would bring more hurt, right? Right. So then I'm going to find myself in more hurt situations. Yeah. So if, so if you want, you can go ahead and hold on to the feeling of hurt if you'd like and, and, See how that works out for you. <laughs> <laughs> I would say no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks. I'll pass on that one. Right. Exactly. Okay. Or you could choose to let it go. Yeah. <sighs> Great. And uh, just for a moment, could you feel yourself a feeling of trusting yourself? That you can act in a way that is higher than that. Yeah. Um, not necessarily superior, but, you know, just a higher level of yourself. Exactly. Yeah. From a higher self perspective. Bingo. Okay. Um, I feel way better. Okay. And, um, and there's a little bit less. There's a little bit less. And, um, and the funny thing is, bingo, is, uh, there's a part of you that's wanting to not speak too much on the subject because obviously you don't want to, um, you know, talk about this person on air. Right. And, um, and so what we can do is we can clear the rest. I still show a little bit of energy there about a level two. Um, but I do show a significant difference. Do you feel it? I feel significantly better and more energetic. Um, let's do one last thing real quick. Sure. Um, bingo. 
Can you find the part of you that has felt like you've got so much going on that you almost want to yell at the calendar to, to have it slow down a little bit? Yes. Okay. And if you look at all the things happening in your life right now, all good? Yeah, all good. Okay. So instead of wanting it all to stop or yelling at it to make it go away, could you find a way to step more into the excitement piece of it? Oh, that's good. That's a, yes. I would like to do that. That's needed. Great. And can you close? Yeah. Can you close your eyes for a moment? Yeah. And I want you to look at the feeling that feels like it's wanting to push everything away. Okay. And you know how powerful your energy is. Are you sure mm. you want to hold on to the feeling of wanting to push everything away? No, definitely not. Okay. Can you see how big that feeling is there? Wanting to yell at everything, wanting it to stop or slow down or Right. Yeah. But I think it's pushed away my excitement too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. To do that. Okay. So as you look at that feeling and that feeling of feeling stressed by everything, you have an opportunity to feel excited. If I told you that I had always wanted to move to LA and all of the things that I had always wanted to happen were in the process of happening. Oh my gosh. And I wasn't I'd be, excited. Yes. <laughs> I'd be like, I what's wrong? I was... <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So just for a moment, can you just kind of just say to yourself, you know, holy ship, this is really happening. Yes. Holy shit. This is really happening. Yeah. I said ship because I didn't know if I could cuss on your show. No, we can curse. Yeah. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> oh, yay. Okay. <laughs> well, then, holy shit, it's really happening. It really is. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, thank you. Wow. All right. So, yeah. So, you'll want to spend a few minutes with that. As far as the pain. I will. Um, thank you. There's no yeah, pain. Absolutely. And I feel like my voice yeah. is actually clearing a bit. I think you can hear it. Like it feels stronger, like my energy has come back into my body. I've yeah. been looking for and, uh, there's, <laughs> there is a little bit left and, and, uh, and yeah, and that'll be, uh, the, the powerful thing to do would be to kind of, uh, was also be to sit down and write out how everything, how you're going to manage everything. Like, okay, I'm going to do this on Tuesday. I'm going to do this on Saturday. Like I've got yeah. this and start to feel empowered because your body would actually like to. It feels like uh, there's a lot of things going on and it's not clear to your mind on how everything's all going to happen. It sure. just feels, you know, when it feels all scattered. Yeah. Uh, so the thing that you'll want to do also for the rest of that is, uh, is, is look at a calendar, put things on a calendar so it feels organized, get yourself excited and go, you know what? I freaking got this. Actually, I started to so. do that this morning, Brandy. I have stuff on my calendar. I just need to fill in a couple other pieces. So you're right on target. Nice. And your voice just sounded even better as I it said does. that. It does. <laughs> Thank you. You're totally a, on target. So yeah. I have a question for you after, after coming through this experience with you just now. What, what message is important for you to leave with people, kind of your legacy? Like, what do you want people, what do you want to leave here about your work, yourself? What's most important? What's most important? You know, what's most important is that that first and foremost, like people are getting more and more and more people are getting sick. And even worldwide, there's 1.5 billion people that live in pain every day. And the thing is, is A, we don't have to. I mean, I even show people under medical equipment how to get rid of chronic pain in minutes using only their mind. And so, um, so the fact that they are powerful, and not only that, but there's a gift in the change. So it's not just like I'm going to get rid of this pain. You start to understand what your body's really saying. So even the messages that you got from your body, uh, that gives you powerful insight to say, okay, let me, let me be excited about this. Don't let me miss yeah. this moment. And not only that, but let me search for different ways that I can deal with this person because you're brilliant and you have a lot of tools and, and you, already, you know this, you know, and it, sometimes we get Thank caught you. up with too many things to do. Right. Where, 
we're not using all of our tools because there's a lot, you know, it's, it's like the stress on top of this at the same time. It's kind of like, okay, we're falling short of time with yourself and all of that. So like really the point is, is that the point is simply this is that we're freaking amazing and our yeah. brains are so much more powerful than we realize. And it's time for us to really start understanding it and using it because it's incredible and life changing. So that's that what you want people what to like know. To with them. How can yes. people reach you to work with you? Uh, they, they can go to my website at Brandy, B-R-A-N-D-Y, Gilmore, G-I-L-L-M-O-R-E dot com. So and, and they can for, um, just go through that channel. Yeah. For our listeners listening, Brandy on her website, we didn't talk about this specifically, but thermal medical equipment has shown as Brandy working with me just now as you all listened and were a part of that she has worked with clients in physical pain and the thermal medical equipment shows the areas of the body that are being scanned going from red to to green, you know, from pain to no pain. So if you go to her website, brandygilmore2ls.com, you can log in and watch the video and read about her life and energy coaching and and how your your you know, your mission is about rewiring our thoughts and transforming our health and our lives. Thank you so much Absolutely. for being my guest today. Lisa, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you for helping me too. I really feel 100% better. Thank you. You are absolutely so welcome. You're so welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. I'll see you soon. Perfect. We'll see you soon. Bye. Great. Bye. Well, that concludes our show for today. Different than usual. Some experiential uh, modalities going on. Wow. So, Join me again next week. I have as my guest, Michelle Polino. She is Fox News Radio's national entertainment reporter. That is what she does currently. She has also been a talk show host, a news anchor on CBS and NPR, a filmmaker with award-winning shorts, three feature films. She has been a chef apprentice. She's an amazing woman, directed over 250 reality shows, a pilot, an astrologer, and has a gift of communicating about the connection between people in our culture. Join me then and have a great week. Bye-bye. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir, only on LA Talk Radio.